Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in today. It is 133. Reed Wilkins in for Bob Stoffer. Bob will return to hosting duties on Tuesday. Uh, we will not have Oilers now on Monday because we'll have the countdown to kick off for the Eskimos game from noon to 2 and then the game against the Rough Riders at 2. Tomorrow morning, 9.30 face-off show. Oilers in Sweden to take on New Jersey to start the regular season. And the game will begin at 11. The Alberta Golden Bears also traveling this weekend. Not as far as the Oilers, but uh, they are going to a spot they uh, don't usually go to. Head coach of the Golden Bears, Ian Herbers, is on the line right now. Hey, Ian, how's it going? Uh, good, Reed. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for making time for me because I know you guys are traveling today. Before we get into that, let's just recap. Last weekend, you uh, opened Canada West Conference play against the Saskatchewan Huskies. Uh, you got a split. And uh, I, 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 you know, I know you always want to win both, but there were certainly some lineup challenges going into that weekend. Yeah, and we don't use that as an, ex- as an excuse. Um, Saskatchewan came in, played a very strong game the first night, Saturday night. Uh, I thought for our game we were slow and a bit tentative. Um, I thought though our penalty kill was outstanding. Uh, we killed off seven minutes uh, in a row. Uh, gave up the goal about three or four or five seconds after the penalty kill. Um, and that was our only bright spot. But I like the way we rebounded on Sunday. Uh, we came out, had a ton of energy. We were the fresher team, even though we were dressed in nine forwards and seven defensemen. Uh, and we skated and we played our game. So I was really pleased with the way we responded the next night. Okay, so you start 1-1 one and one in Canada West play. Now you go uh, back to a couple non-conference games this this weekend against Denver and Air Force. Now, first of all, are, are you guys healthier going into this one? Will you be able to have a full lineup? Uh, no, we'll still be banged up. Uh, we actually, Burke, uh, tweaked an ankle, uh, so he won't play this weekend. Uh, so that will give Sachenko and Cameron an opportunity. Um and we're missing another Ford as well, so we'll end up being one short here. A couple guys dinged up with a couple bruises, a uh, broken finger, somebody will be playing through. Uh, so not 100%. We also had a little bit of the flu bug going through. A couple guys were sick this week. So practices have been interesting. I've uh, been able to have to change on the fly. I've uh, done a lot of individual skill because we haven't had enough team on the ice to, to work on much system play. Okay, so uh, Denver and, and Air Force are the opponents. Uh, I know you have, have done this before, and, and other Golden Bears coaches have uh, done this you know, NCAA trip for, uh, for a weekend to take on uh, one or two different opponents. Uh, what, what can you tell us about these uh, two teams? What do you expect? How are they looking? Uh, Denver, Denver will be a challenge. Uh, new coach, so a little bit younger team. National champions two years ago. They still maybe have about half the team from back then. Uh, Todd's son still plays on the team, so I'll get a chance hopefully to say hi to him. Uh, but they'll work hard. They'll be skilled. They'll, I'm assuming they'll be playing the same systems they have in the past uh, because the assistant coach took over for the departing head coach. Uh, and Air Force will be hard work and details. They'll roll four lines. Uh, and there'll be that military precision and details and work ethic. Uh, 
and they'll be relentless all night long. Your your past experience uh, when you coached the the Golden Bears before you went for the Oilers for three years, uh, what what was your past experience like with the NCAA teams, uh, Ian? Because I know you had a couple of really good games along the way, and maybe some tougher nights too. Um, I think the only games we did were Yale and Dartmouth in my time, and that was my last year there. We did very well in Yale and very well in Dartmouth. Uh, Yale at that time was the previous national champion. Uh, so still had a very strong team, a fantastic building to play in. Uh, their alumni had donated a, a, a huge amount of money for their dressing rooms for both programs. Uh, so it was nice to see getting on the East Coast, uh, a little different environment with the Ivy League. Uh, I thought both teams were good, but uh, it was a good experience for our guys, but I thought we played very well. Uh, we were a month into the season at that point, too, so we were rolling along pretty good at that point. All right. Well, Ian, I know you're uh, you're moving on. You're traveling right now to get to get to Colorado. So thanks for giving us a few minutes. All the best, and uh, we'll talk to you next week when you're back into conference play. Perfect, Reed. Thank you. That is Ian Herbers, head coach of the U of A Golden Bears, joining us on Oilers now. So uh, curious to see how they will do against the NCAA opponents. Uh, those teams usually younger than the Canadian university teams. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, over the last, well, 15, 20 years, the NCAA has become more of a path for uh, players to get to the NHL as well. Don't forget to book with New West Travel Oilers fans. You can join Oilers now on two great road trips to Nashville and Las Vegas to see the Oilers play in two of the most exciting arenas in the league. The Oilers Now package includes airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with Bob Stoffer and special guests, and parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these road trips to see Nashville and Vegas. For the Oilers Now road trips, you can call the Travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or go online, newwesttravel.com. Oilers tomorrow against New Jersey. We were uh, talking about them earlier in the show. A lot of the Oilers' success or lack of it this season will hinge on goaltender Cam Talbot, who talked with Jack Michaels in Sweden. I feel pretty good about my game right now, like you said, except for those couple practices on the big ice in Germany. Um, other than that, I, you know, preseason accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. You know, I, I, I finished the season pretty strong last year, and I wanted to pick up where I left off and get my game rolling like I was two years ago. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about how important our start is um, it starts with the preseason. I think if you have a, a rough preseason, it's tough to pick up and, and just get going at, at an elite level. And I wanted to come in and make sure I was ready to go. So, um, like you said, it, it is preseason, but I think that gives me confidence moving forward to start the year. In the summer, did you, I, I don't know whether I'd say change your approach, but I guess, do you understand, not that you didn't before, I suppose, but the magnitude of your start? Because the only rough patches of your Edmonton career have been the first month of two of the three seasons yeah yeah definitely um, obviously from a team perspective you put yourself behind the eight ball and uh, it's too good of a league to, to play catch up all year long so uh, if you get yourself out front and, and have a good start to the season and put yourself in a good situation you can afford to have those little lulls where it's eventually going to happen every team goes through them at some point but um, you know you just can't let them linger and we need to have a good start and uh, you know gain some confidence here uh, to start the season and you know just kind of keep it rolling from there and it is kind of an extension of what happened at the end of last season was there a point that you can look back on now and say this is when my game started to come around and I started to feel like myself again 
personal standpoint, there was one game I wasn't even supposed to start the game. It was in Arizona. Um, I ended up losing the game one nothing. I think the first shot went in. I stopped the next 32, 33 shots, and um, we ended up losing that game. But it was it was a good game for me personally, even though we still took the loss. And then the next night, uh, we went into Vegas, um, won a big game in Vegas, and then just kind of um, picked up from there. And uh, I don't know, maybe it was because I didn't have a lot of time to think about the start. Monty went down in pregame or the practice the day before, and you know it was just one of those things where hey, you got to get back in the net. Don't think, just play. And um, you know. Had a good start. Had a good start the next night on a back-to-back, and just kept it rolling from there. But um, you know, confidence is a big thing with goaltenders, and sometimes if you lose that, the puck can look look small. When you have it, the puck just seems like you'd find you sometimes. So um, this year, I'm just trying to play confident, play aggressive, and play my game. A quick thought on Germany. All kidding aside, with the practices, you got a chance to kind of watch that game, and maybe not that you weren't paying attention, but soak in the atmosphere a little bit. What did you think of that experience? Personally, I think that we should have just standing room only behind every behind all the nets and just have crazy fans chanting the entire game back in North America. That was uh, that was a crazy atmosphere. It was a lot of fun, uh, I'm sure, for the guys to play in front of. And like you said, I just kind of got a chance to sit back, take it all in, and um, you know, it was a, it was a great experience for us and the guys. And now it switches over to uh, to more of a business attitude here in Sweden and knowing that two big points are on the line Saturday. From what I've heard, there's not much to switch over that to a man guys have been telling me the feel at this camp there's no comparison between last year to this year can you kind of articulate for me what you've observed in that regard i would have to agree i don't know what it was last year maybe we kind of took things for granted or something like that from the year before and you know just thought that it was going to be easy but uh last year maybe um the compete level wasn't there like it is this year and guys came in uh motivated competitive uh, guys are pushing each other for jobs you can see the young guys are coming in and and pushing everyone to be better and pushing for spots so um, I think that uh, that depth within the organization obviously helps uh, bring up that compete level and you can tell that guys are just ready to go in camp and there's a different pace and attitude out there this year there's a lot of high battle levels high intensity every every um, every single practice and um, you know that's what you need to be successful you need guys to push each other to be better day in and day out and that internal competition just makes everybody better there is Cam Talbot talking to Jack Michaels, and hopefully that intensity is evident tomorrow when the Oilers start their season. This portion of Oilers now presented by Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. Thank you, Zach Cassian. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. Well, this is a good one. This is a good one, Brethren Escott. On this day in 1983, the Oilers beat the Leafs 5-4. And that was the beginning of Wayne Gretzky and his NHL record 51-game point streak. This is a good stat. During that streak, he had 61 goals and 92 assists for 153 points. In other words, what a puck hog. 
No, seriously. Uh, so he averaged three points a game over that stretch. The streak ended January 28th, 1984 by the LA Kings. I Now, I vaguely remember this goaltender. If you, if you asked me to name a 1980s Kings goaltender or early 80s Kings goaltenders, uh, I would say Mario Lassard, I believe, played there. But he was not the goaltender that ended Gretzky's streak. Marcus Matson. Marcus Matson. Brendan, you're speechless. Uh, just another <laughs> player I haven't heard of, but... I'm super proud of this one, this day in Oilers history. Why? Because I did not find that online. I found it in a book. Oh, you read a book. Do you remember those books? <laughs> I found it yes, there. Yes, I read them frequently, actually. Yeah, it's because your name's Reed. <laughs> Reed is my middle name, literally. Uh, so wh- what book were you perusing? Well, I have uh, kind of a semi-outdated um, it's a league guide book. Oh, yeah. So we get the media guide, right, which gives us contacts and stuff. Yep. This is something else. This is like 628 pages. Yeah, the league pages. guide record book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can buy it in stores. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where one buys things. So, yeah, I just happened to have it sitting there on my desk and uh, found that. So, And this is also, it, it kind of functions as a double record because that's also the longest point streak from the start of a regular season. So he went 51 consecutive games from day one of the regular season with a point. So let me ask you this. Totally for fun question. Connor McDavid, good player. High scoring player. Leading scorer two years in a row. What, he got 100 points and then he got uh, 108. 108. Played all 82 games each of the last two years. Now, the year he was hurt, his rookie year, he still was over a point a game, 48 and 45. So if he plays the whole season, don't, don't know if he would have got to 100, but he probably gets into the 90s. So let me ask you this. What point total for this season, assuming Connor plays most of the year, like 75 or more games, what point total do you start saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's outrageous? hundred. Okay. Uh, clearly, clearly 115 is within the realm of possibility. Right. If you got 108 last year, their power play is not stink ball stinkitis. One, okay, so 115, you're not, you're not telling me I'm nuts. No, okay. to me, the answer to that is 120. Do you think it's nuts for him to get to 120? I do. I don't. I think it's within reach, and I think that he is the only player in the league who has a sniff at that kind of production. See, I, but I wouldn't, like, I'm talking what number you, that if somebody said to you, you'd be like, you're wacko nutball crazy, go back to the wacko nutball farm. Like, I, 120 would not be wacko nutball. It'd be high, but I don't think it's wacko nutball. So, okay, so then I would say 150 is that total. Well, okay, sure. Wacko. Would, would 130 be wacko nutball? I don't think that's any further out of reach for McDavid. If he's taken the step forward that everybody wants to think that he has this season, 130 to me is just as close to or within reach as 120, as ridiculous as that may sound. But if you start talking about, even, I'll even knock it down a peg. I'll bring it a little bit back to earth and say 140 points from anybody in modern NHL would be insane. Yeah, I would think uh, I, I would think 120 would probably be the capper for me. Though who knows? Like I mean, that's a point and a half per game. So we'd have to get 12 more points than last season. 
And what if they got 12 more power play goals than last season? Well, uh, yeah, words out of my mouth. If the power play kicks into gear, that's that could almost be an expectation, let alone something to strive for. I don't know. That's one of those things. It, it, it's fun to talk about. Uh, I mean, last year he uh, won the scoring title by six points over Giroux. And uh, Kucherov was the only guy over 100. He got uh, exactly 100 points. And good news there is that Giroux has morphed into Gritty, so he won't be in contention. Or is that Scott uh, Scott Hartnell? Scott Hartnell is great. Oh, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> this texture says, wait till his old man power kicks in. When does that come about? Old, is that second puberty? <laughs> old man power? I don't know. Is that when you get hair in even weirder places? Uh, this texture says, guys, he barely beats the other top scorers. He's not blowing anyone away. Uh, this texture says, uh, I think eight to ten guys could get 100 points this year. Oh, maybe. I mean, who are the best bets for 100 points? Uh, McDavid, Kucherov. You'd still put Crosby and Malkin in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, McKinnon. Got 97. Anybody on the Jets? Could Wheeler get to 100? He had 91. I think if Line a expands his game, I mean, he's going to score 40 goals this year, so if he could... They've got enough firepower in that roster for him to get 60 assists, too. Uh, Marchand, I mean, would have got 100 last year if he plays the whole... I mean, he didn't play the whole season, so it's a what-if. But Marchand, I think, would be a threat for 100 points. I think he's a a bigger threat to get suspended and miss too much time to reach that total, honestly. (laughs) He's probably not going to lick anybody this year. (laughs) Probably, being the operative I wonder if anybody's uh, fantasy pool added that as a category. Players licked. PL. Oh, I gotta take Marchand just to win that category. <laughs> it's an ew, gross misconduct. Now, could you see uh, could you see Tavares getting a hundred points? Is Nylander gonna play on his line if he comes back? Well, we I, we don't know because if, if theoretically yes, then. But to me, he he needs somebody else to be able to finish the plays that he makes. In order to get that high. Uh, Kyle says uh, Connor was also sick for a month, probably 15 games. Yeah, he was under the weather, kept playing. I mean, what did he have, 26 goals in his last 33 games? If, if he could actually do that for a whole season. Uh, this texture says uh, McDavid can get 140 to 150 points. People forget how sick he was last year, and during that time he wasn't very good. He now has line mates to play with, and the power play can't possibly be that bad again. Well, it shouldn't be. I, I'm, I'm totally with you on the power play. Uh, that's that's why I, I when I do my, my question marks, I put the special teams as a smaller question mark. Because as I've said, as long as the power play is not incompetent, that'll be better. And the penalty kill after February 1st was second in the NHL, which is pretty remarkable considering it still only wound up 25th for the whole season, which shows you how how bad it was. Last year, uh, the Oilers scored 31 power play goals and allowed 57 power play goals against. That's minus 26 on special teams alone. The previous year, they had uh, 13, or pardon me, they had 56 power play goals, 43 power play goals against for plus 13 on special teams. So they went from uh, plus 13 special teams goal differential to a minus 26, which is obviously a swing of 39 goals just on special teams alone. 
That's almost so comedic that you wonder if the hockey gods just wanted to humble the city after how high everybody was on well, that playoff run. Last year was almost comedically bad in, in so many different regards. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't think I don't think the power play will be last. I mean, if they can get a, if they could score forty five goals on the power play, that's plus fourteen. If uh, even if they're even, and if they allow if they allow forty five on the uh, penalty kill. That's minus twelve, and then they're even on special teams. I, I don't think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my Oilers predicted record here, just because it'll probably irritate people. Um, I think the team's going to be better. I, I don't think they're going to be awesome. I don't think they're going to be great. Uh, I I think there's a very big soft middle in the NHL. I think there are obviously great teams. And in, in for this year, in that category, I would put certainly Nashville, certainly Winnipeg, certainly Tampa Bay leading the way. I think there are some teams that will obviously be bad. I would put Ottawa in that group this year. I would put Chicago in that group this year and a few other teams. I think there's a big, soft middle in the NHL where it's going to come down to special teams. It's going to come down to goaltending. It's going to come down to a, a hot streak or a cold streak. And I think the Oilers can be competitive in that large bunch of teams. And as Peter Labardi has talked about early, earlier, that's probably the Pacific Division. You might have San Jose separate. You, you could have you know spots two through six very competitive. And, and who's going to be able to put it together or be consistent enough? The way I look at it is this. Last year, the Oilers won 36 games. I think they can win one more game per 10-game segment and get up to 44 wins. I'm predicting the Oilers go 44, 30, and 8 and get to 96 points and probably squeak into the playoffs as either third in the division or as a wild card. And that 96 point total is what Todd McClellan said earlier this week is kind of the bar for a playoff team in the West. Well, only uh, last year, I, there's two teams that have had 96 points and uh, not missed the, and missed the playoffs, and one of them was last year for the Florida Panthers. If you get to 96, you should be in. You may not be in easily, and I don't think this is going to be an easy season. I, I think there's going to be times where we're scratching our heads a little bit and uh, and feeling a little worried, but I think they get there in the end at 44, 30, and 8. Brendan, thanks for all your help this week. It's been a pleasure having you here, Reader. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Bob Stoffer will be back hosting on Tuesday. We'll have the Eskimos game in this slot on Monday. Tomorrow, 9.30, face-off show, Oilers and Devils. Game starts at 11. I'll join you on Inside Sports at 6 o'clock tonight. Looking forward to it, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.